projectionist this morning. If there was one job I would not want to have, it is projectionist. <laughs> if you do it right, nobody notices. If you do it wrong, everybody looks up like, come on, Dylan. <laughs> so Dylan, I don't care if you mess up, you do your best, we'll go with it. Right. Here we go. Better. Let's go to the next slide. Jesus said before he went away, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. So this morning, four quick points. Four quick points as we talk about better. We did build the church. He's coming back. And today, talking about that better place, heaven. And the points are this. What is in heaven? What is not in heaven are heavenly bodies. And a potpourri, I'll explain to you that word later on. A potpourri, you didn't know I knew such big words. I watch, I watch uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer, this is not a comprehensive study on heaven. This is not that. If you came for that, this is not it. This is just simply looking at some of the scriptures Jesus left for us about a place that is better. Number one, what's in heaven? Many rooms, many mansions. We read it already. King James Version. I love King James Version. In my Father's house are many mansions, and he's going there to get it ready for us. Remember I told you about my grandma who told me about Jesus coming, and I was standing in the theater of Mary Poppins hoping she wouldn't come when I was in the theater? Well, that same grandma used to tell me that when we hear thunder, she'd say, Oh, he's moving the furniture around in heaven. come up. Now, I knew she was joking on that one. I wasn't afraid of that one, but uh, he's preparing a place for us. Heaven is a place with wide open spaces and many mansions. I am not a stand-up comedian, but I do have one little story. David, please be my friend afterwards. <laughs> so, a lawyer and the Pope die. And they go to heaven, and St. Peter's there at the gate. This is not theologically correct. And St. Peter greets them and he says, oh, gentlemen, let me escort you to your mansions in heaven. You know, Jesus said he's preparing a mansion for you. And first they go to the popes, and it's kind of like uh, a ranch house. You know, and it's the, uh, a heavenly ranch house, but it's a ranch house. And the popes says, oh, thank you, that's, that's lovely. He goes to his ranch house. So the lawyer and St. Peter walk on up, and they come to this palatial mansion. I mean, womba, womba. It, it makes those things in Nevada look like shacks. And, and, and he says, this is yours. And the lawyer says, I'm a little confused. The Pope gets a ranch house, and I get a palatial mansion. I don't get it. And St. Peter said, oh, it's very easy. We have lots of Popes up here, but we haven't had a lawyer out here for quite a while. <laughs> I do want you to know that David is a lawyer. He's head of the search committee. If I'm gone next week, you know, don't talk to But heaven is a place of mansions, many rooms. Number two on your notes, heaven is God's throne room filled with worship. Heaven is God's throne room filled with worship. It says, and in all the scriptures I believe today will be here on the screen, in Revelation 22, the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, 
and his servants will worship him. They will see his face. That would be us. We're told in Revelation 4.22, immediately I was in the spirit and there was a throne in heaven. What is in heaven? The very throne room of God is in heaven and it will be filled with worship. It will be filled with worship. If, don't do it right now, but if you were to turn to your Bibles and you turn to Revelation chapter 4, the little title above it is the throne room of heaven. Revelation chapter 4 gives a picture of the throne room of heaven. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand all of it with the seraphims and the cherubims and the many high beasts. You know, I, I don't get all that. I don't understand that. Okay? But I know it's a throne room filled with worship. And the chorus, of the hymn we sang this morning, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Straight from Revelation chapter 4, the throne room of heaven. We were singing this morning a dress rehearsal for glory. Because the throne room of heaven will be filled with worship. In Revelation 4.11, our Lord and God, you are worthy. Thou art worthy in the King James Version to receive glory and honor and blessing and power. I haven't memorized King James. This is not King James. Because you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Two of the worship songs that will be sung in heaven are very clear. Holy, 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 worthy, worthy, worthy. If you were to turn to Revelation 19, and I'll put it up here on the screen so you don't have to, you'll read some more of the worship songs in heaven. It says this. Next one. Oh, you are doing so good. <laughs> After this, I heard something like a, the loud voice of a vast multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation, glory, and power belong to our God. Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give glory unto Him. In heaven we will have the throne room of God and it will be filled with worship. What else is in heaven? Number three. God himself. God himself. Revelation 21.3. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne. Look, God's dwelling is with humanity. And he will live with them. them. They will be his peoples. And God himself will be with them. That would be us. And will be their God. Two verses down in verses 5 and 6 we read, Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I'm making everything new. He also said, Right, because these words are faithful and true. You can count on what I'm saying. It is faithful. It is true. He said to me, It is done. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. God himself, Jesus Christ, the Lamb that has overcome, will be there in heaven and we will worship him. If you go to the end of the book, Revelation chapter 21, I, I'm, I'm learning how to do these slides. This week, a gentleman from Azul, Mar Azul, is going to give me 
and, 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 and pastor lesson. On, so it'll be a little better next week. I'll get better. That's too much on one screen. <laughs> I know. I'm learning, though. It says in Revelation 21, 22, 23, I did not see a temple there because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city doesn't need the sun or the moon to shine on it because the glory of God illuminates it. And its lamp is the Lamb. God himself will be there. God himself will be there. Better. Better, better, better. One last thing that will be in heaven on your notes. One last thing. And uh, this month, I told you I'm reading through the Psalms, so I read uh, from Psalm 16 this week. I love this. In your presence, which we know now, God is present in heaven. In your presence is abundant joy. Abundant joy. At your right hand are eternal pleasures. What's going to be in heaven? Abundant joy. It is joy unspeakable and full of glory. Full of glory. Okay, that's good. Abundant joy. Just that little ding, ding, ding. Have a little joy. Abundant joy. And how long will it last for? Eternal. Eternal. Amen. Let's keep moving. Second point. What's not in heaven? Okay, we talked about what is in heaven. What's not in heaven? Number one, death and sickness. <laughs> All of us at one time or another, we've experienced the heartache of a losing a loved one. We've wept. We've sobbed uncontrollably at times. But in heaven, there will be no more death. No more saying goodbye. It's okay to cry at funerals. I cry. Jesus cried when his friend Lazarus died. It's okay. But in heaven, there will be no more death. No more dying. Better. Jesus told us in Luke chapter 22, they can no longer die. And he's speaking about the resurrection life. Because they are like angels and are children of God, since they are children of the resurrection. No more dying. We're not going to die. It's better. Paul described it this way when he was writing to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 15, 53. Devin, you are doing such a great job, man. You're doing a great job. Can you imagine trying to follow me? <laughs> no, great job, Devin. For this corruptible body, must be clothed with incorruptibility. And this mortal body, this body that dies, must be clothed with immortality. When this corruptible body is clothed with incorruptibility, and this mortal body with immortality, then the saying that is written will take place. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where death is your victory? Where grave is your sting? There will be no mourning in heaven because there will be no death in heaven. There will be no sickness in heaven. 
No sickness in heaven. No COVID. No cancer. No heart attacks. No Alzheimer's. There will be no sickness in heaven. The next verse says for us in 1 Corinthians 15, 53. Didn't put it on my notes. Nope, that's it. Is there another one? Nope, that's why I didn't put it in my notes, because there's not another one. <laughs> next one on your notes. There will be no tears or pain. No more tears when we get to heaven. No more tears when we get to heaven. No more tears when we get to heaven. No more tears. And old Negro spiritual. When they would be working in the fields. And you'd hear them sing. No more tears when we get to heaven. There'll be no tears and no pain. I love these words of hope from Revelation 21 4. Oh, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more. So, I'll tell you a little secret. I practiced this sermon at 7 o'clock at Burger King. <laughs> and I was reading this scripture this morning. And I came to that part where it says, He will wipe away the tears from their eyes. And I thought, absolutely, how intimate that is. You know, I, I was going to call somebody up, but I can't do it because I wouldn't feel comfortable. It's too intimate to take your hand and touch someone's face and wipe away their tears. That's very, I could probably do it with Kim. I mean, if I feel comfortable with my kids, I'm a little too, whatever. But the intimacy that Jesus will wipe away those nail-pierced hands. We'll wipe away our tears. Preach it, preach it. Better. 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 No more pain. No more tears. No more grief. No more saying goodbye. No more gravesides. No more hospital visits. No more arthritis. Better. 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 Now, the next point I realized I put in the wrong place. It doesn't belong here, but the notes were done, so we'll just do it and move on. Everything will be brand new. Everything will be brand new. Have you ever bought a, brand, like a new car, like a brand new car? And there's that new car smell. Do you know they even make an air freshener you can hang in your car, which is called new car smell? <laughs> I think they call it a fragrance. Heaven will be like the new car fragrance. Revelation 21, 5 says, Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. Write these words because they are faithful and true. You can count on it. Everything will be brand new and it won't wear out better. Okay, now gentlemen, let me give you a word of warning. Do not wave your hanky on this one. Do not say amen. Do not say thank you, Jesus, if you want any dinner today. Because this one is a little strange, but it's in the Bible. Number four, what will there also not be in heaven? 
marriage. Don't say amen. I'll be honest, I don't get this one. I don't get this one. I don't get it. Obviously, Jesus is going to have something better for us. Because in Luke 20, 35 to 36, but those who were counted worthy to take part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Isn't that kind of a, I mean, you don't want to say it's weird because it's the word of God, but it's strange. So he must have something a lot better. Let's move right along before I get in trouble. <laughs> Let's talk about our heavenly bodies. Let's talk about our heavenly bodies. We're on point three or four, so you know we're on the second half, the home stretch. Number one, they will be like Jesus' glorified body. Or Jesus' glorious body. Philippians 3.21, Paul writes, He will transform, change, the body of our humble condition into the likeness of His glorious body. We sing, to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, and we aspire for that on earth, to be people like him, people of integrity. But in heaven, we will literally be transformed, and our glorified bodies will be like his glorified body, which there's a lot we could say about that. If you read about his glorified body after he ascended and came back, he could walk through walls. He did eat. There will be eating in heaven. There will be Mexican food. There will be a rosco No, I don't know. I'm all right, our heavenly bodies will be like Jesus. 1 John 3, 2. Listen to this. Dear friends, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet been revealed. We don't fully know what it's going to be like. But we know that when he appears, we will be like him. Because we will see him as he is. The ultimate physical transformation. Better. Better. One more verse. 1 Corinthians 15, 49. And just as we born the image of the man of dust, Adam, and we die, because right now we are created in the image of Adam, we will also bear the image of the man of heaven. There. Number two. Oh, and this one you got to like, bing, 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 they all come. Our heavenly body, from corruption to incorruption. From dishonor to glory. From weakness to power. From the natural to the spiritual. Actually, 1 Corinthians 15, that talks a lot about the resurrection and our heaven and our heavenly bodies. There's 14 verses that just talk about our heavenly bodies. And we read these words in 1 Corinthians 15, 42 and 43. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. Because the people in Corinth were wondering, what's going on? And he said, shown in corruption. When my life is over, and they lay me in the, the grave, you know, it's corrupted. That body's dead, you know. But it will be raised in incorruption. When Jesus comes back, when he takes me to heaven, it's sown in dishonor. It'll be raised in glory. Right. It's sown in weakness. Some of us are getting a little older. You know how you used to just spring up those steps? Now you say, thank you, Jesus, for this rail. <laughs> we take it a little slower. 
let's be honest. Oh, so yesterday I was at an activity, I'll tell you about it in a few minutes, but I was sitting at a table with some people I didn't know, and uh, they wanted to take a table picture. And we, they said, we'll call, I kid you not, they said, we'll call this the bald men's table. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going away. Let me, I stay on my verses. Raise a spiritual body. It, there will be a body, though. The resurrected Jesus, he said, I'm not a ghost. And he ate fish with them. He ate, he drank wine with them. He was obviously not a Baptist. Jesus, in, in our spiritual body, it's a body. Heavenly body. Better. One last scripture. 1 Corinthians 15, 52, 53. The trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised incorruptible. And we will be changed. For this corruptible body must be clothed with incorruptibility. And this mortal body must be clothed with immortality. Better. Better. Fourth point on your notes. Look at that. We're in the home stretch. Potpourri. Potpourri. If you've ever watched Jeopardy, how many watch Jeopardy? Six of us. Okay, that's all right. Well, they have this category very often called potpourri. And what that means is it's a bunch of answers that really are not related in any way. And, but they just put it in that category and call it potpourri. It's a, a wide variety of answers. Okay, here is your trivia information for the day. The word potpourri comes from the French name for a Spanish stew with a wide variety of ingredients called ola podrida. I don't know if I said that right. How do you say it? Okay, ola podrida. It had a medley, a mixture of ingredients. It was a potpourri, a medley, a mixture of different ingredients. The 12th century came around and the French began picking and drying flowers and spices and using them as we do to sweeten the aroma of a room. The word potpourri. So our final point this morning is a potpourri of heaven. A variety of scriptures that tell us about heaven. And my prayer is that it will sweeten the aroma of our lives. Number one, when do I go to heaven? Immediately upon death or Christ's return. The doctrine of soul sleep is not scripturally correct. We do not sleep until Jesus comes back. In uh, first, second Corinthians 5 8, Paul makes it very clear. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. My dream death. I mean, wait a minute. Only, only weird people. I have a dream death. My dream death is I want to be praying, hopefully in church. I want to be praying and saying, oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jesus. And be right there. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When do we go to heaven? A meet for believers in Jesus Christ. Immediately upon death. Or when the Lord returns. First Thessalonians 4.17 Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So will we always be with the Lord. We go to heaven immediately upon death or when he returns, whichever comes first. Because he is coming back. We learned that last week. Jesus had this to say. I like this. In Luke chapter 20, verses 37 38, Moses even indicated in the passage about the burning bush that the dead are raised. 
where he calls the Lord the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, because all are living to him. Everybody knew back then that Abraham was dead, Isaac was dead, Jacob was dead, but Jesus made it very clear their physical bodies were dead, but they were alive in God's presence. When we die, our bodies will decay, but at the very moment of death, we will be like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, alive in his presence. Number two in our book read, our citizenship is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. Philippians 3.20 says exactly that. It says, our, but our citizenship is in heaven. When we lived in China, I was issued what was called a foreign expert visa. Uh, and I had to carry a copy of it with me wherever I went, if I was ever stopped. It basically said, this guy, and Kim had one as the spouse of a foreign expert, this guy, this lady, is here for a limited period of time. It had, it had fixed dates on it. To carry out a specific job. He is not a Chinese citizen. He is of the country of, you know, whatever country we're from. And when this visa expires, he will return to the country of his citizenship. That's how it is for us. We are here on Earth for a limited period of time to carry out a specific job. And when the time is up, we will return to the country of our citizenship. Oh, I wasn't going to wait on that one, but that's a good one. <laughs> All right, here comes my one of my favorite choruses from my Zion Gospel Temple days. This world is not my home. Lord, I'm just passing through. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's golden shore. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Then we go, oh, Lord, you know I have to spend my Our citizenship is in heaven, a better country. No corruption. Let's not go there. There will be no mayors removed. <laughs> Better. 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 Heaven will be a festive gathering. A festive gathering. Hebrews 12.22 puts it this way. You have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to myriads of angels, a festive gathering. To the assembly of the firstborn, whose names have been written in heaven. I have a very, very dear friend. His name is Jim Teal. Uh, he's a former member of Union Church. And yesterday we celebrated his 100th birthday at the, at the uh, plantation in Dorado. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. The, the widow of former governor Rafael Hernandez Colon sang. They had fireworks at the at the wedding at the party. They had fireworks. They had a gift for everybody, a table gift. They had a buffet. Let's just say I loosened my belt buckle this morning. <laughs> they had music. They it was perfect. It was perfect 
It was a festive gathering. But that was no party like the party that he's preparing for us. Amen. It will be, you know, some, I heard somebody say this week, you know, Pastor, if all we're going to do is sing in heaven, I'm not sure I'm going to like it. I don't like to sing. Whatever you like, it's going to be a festive gathering. It's going to be a festive, festive gathering. Better. Better. Matter of fact, Revelation 19.9 refers to it as the marriage feast of the Lamb. Amen. It's going to be a party. Can't wait. Better, better, better. All right, let's wrap this up. Number four, it is not of this world. It is yet to come. So we can't fully understand it. There's no way we can fully understand it because it's not of this world. Our minds are limited. In Hebrews 13, 14, we do not have an enduring city here. Instead, we seek one to come. It is coming. Sometimes life is very uncomfortable. That's okay. This world is not our home. Heaven is our home. It's not of this world. It is yet to come. Number five. It will be imperishable. Undefiled, which means pure. Unfading. Kept for nosotros. Us. It will be imperishable. It's never going to wear out. It will be undefiled. There will be no sin in them. It will be unfading. It will never grow old. That was another song. Never grow old. Never grow old in a land where I'll never grow old. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you and you and you and you and you and me. Better. Better, better, better. Number six. Heaven will be a place of incomprehensible, incomparable, eternal glory. That same Pentecostal grandma that I told you about very often in church, she was a hanky-waver. The preacher would preach and she'd say, Glory! Glory! I don't, I don't really understand that, but, but heaven will be a glorious place. Heaven will be, have you ever tried to look at the sun when it's rising, because it's just this beautiful sunrise, and you can't do it because your eyes will hurt, it hurts your eyes. That's the glory of the sun. In heaven, we will see the glory of the S-O-N. It will be a place of an incomparable, incomprehensible, eternal glory. But scripture, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable, eternal weight of glory. Absolute, incomparable, eternal weight of glory. So we don't focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Yes, we do have troubles. Yes, we do have trials. Yes, we have difficulties in this life. But all things work together for the good of us who love God. And He's using them to make a better place. Conclusion. Conclusion. Now this we Oh, hallelujah. Okay, Pastor Parker, heaven will be better. You kind of, you've read enough scriptures today. You've shown that to us. I'm not there yet. 
We're not there yet. We're here living as resident aliens. I skipped that scripture, but it was on the, the PPT. I read that in Psalms this week, and it says, I'm a resident alien here on earth. I thought it was so good. I don't want to be so heavenly minded that I'm no earthly good. Have you ever met people like that? You know, you need $10, and they say, oh, I'll pray for you. $10 Less is $10. You're right. In the light of what we read today, how should this affect my life? Number one is very easy. It gives us hope. But we talked about that last week, the hope of the, the blessed hope of the church, the return of Jesus. And we have hope in this life because we know we're going to heaven. And it's going to be better. Because of heaven, I live a pure life. Because of heaven, I live a pure life. First John, he writes, And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. I accepted Jesus when I was five years old at Sunny Slope Baptist Church with Mrs. Preston, my teacher. I've been a Christian for 60 years, so now you know how old I am. I still struggle with purity. I still do. You know, if you tell me you don't, I'll say, well, that's wonderful, but in my heart, I'll think you're lying. <laughs> because as long as we're in this flesh, we will be tempted. But I want to live a pure life, and I strive to live a pure life. And one reason is, I have the hope of heaven. And I want to live a pure life. This week, if you're tempted, I want to live a pure life because anyone, I have this hope. Purify me, O oh Lord. She was playing before church this morning. Change my heart, O oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God. Make me more like you. It purifies us. And finally, the last one. I live life serving with excellence. Because of heaven, I live life serving with excellence. I love this. Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. By it, we may serve God acceptably with reverence and awe. Because of heaven, I'm going to live a life serving God. But I want to serve him with excellence. It says this, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the Lord's work, because you know that your labor is not in vain. Whatever we do, we are to do it as unto Jesus. For the last three years, I have taught Esau to eighth grade immigrant students. And uh, when I first started, I was reading Daniel at the time, and it talks about how Daniel was ten times better than all the others who served in the king's court. And I prayed, Lord, help me to serve with excellence. I, I actually prayed, Lord, help me to be ten times better than the other teacher in that school who teaches Esau for your honor and your glory. But in light of his kingdom and in the life of heaven, Excel in the Lord's work this week. Excel. If you're going to do something for Jesus, do it good. Amen. 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 <laughs> you know? Don't like, oh, him. He's an employee. But, uh, she's an employee. No. Excel. Serve with excellence. Be your best. Notes are complete. We close. I want to sing two worship songs in heaven. They're straight from Revelation. They're in your hymnal, but they're also going to be up here on the screen. I hope. Okay? And wait a minute, Devin, you've got to really be good on this one, because halfway through it comes the next part of the chorus.
where you stand, it, it is in your hymnal on page 126 and 116, but it's on the screen today. Will you stand with me? This is how we're closing. We'll have the benediction and we'll go home. The offering. The offering. Thank you. <laughs> don't, don't stand up. Oh, no. It, I'm sorry, folks. I really am trying to learn the rules. I'm really trying. Doing great. Hey, at least, hey, wait a minute. At least you don't say, oh, that preacher, he's only there for the money. No, I forgot the offering. <laughs>